Good morning, this is David Bennett, and this is Bitcoin And, a podcast where I try to find the edge effect between the worlds of Bitcoin, gaming, permaculture, podcasting, and education to gain a better understanding of all. Edge effect is a concept from ecology describing a greater diversity of life where the edges of two systems overlap. While species from either system can be found at the edge, it is important to note there are species in the overlap that exist in neither system, and that is what I seek to uncover. So join me in discovering the variety of things being created as Bitcoin rubs up against other systems. October 25th, and it's about 9 o'clock in the morning, and I got myself a cold. I am sick. <laughs> so, yeah, please excuse the graininess of my voice, but uh, this is going to be short because I am not feeling very well, so we'll uh, get right into vitals. <clears throat> Price of Bitcoin is averaging $6,507 with a high of 6559 on Bitfinex to a low of around 6400 on Gemini. So the spread is only about 100 bucks. It's not that big of a deal. Active addresses in the last 24 hours is about half a million. Transactions over the last 24 hours has been 249,000. It's basically standard. Transactions average per hour is about 10,381. Uh, sent over the last Bitcoin sent in the last 24 hours is uh, right at a million Bitcoin. Uh, average per hour is 41, 40, or I'm sorry, 42,000 Bitcoin. Average transaction value is 4.05 Bitcoin, and the median transaction value is 0. 0.042 or 272 USD. Uh, the block time has uh, gone up substantially because we have a substantial loss of hash rate. That's 12 minutes and 19 seconds. Uh, uh, blocks in the last 24 hours is 117. Average blocks per hour is five. Uh, the let's talk about the hash rate next. Uh, at hash rate uh, dove down in the last 24 hours, it is minus 15 and a half percent. So we are down to 42.311 exahashes per second. Uh, the reward. Still the same. Uh, for transaction fees on the, on every block is 0.1422 Bitcoin, and the transaction fees over the last 24 hours is about 16.6 Bitcoin. Uh, the last commit was still yesterday. So across the board, Ethereum is at 203, Bcash is at 447. Litecoin is at 52.68. Ethereum Classic is $9.72. Bitcoin Gold is 27.3. And Doge is taking a dive. It is now under 0.004 to 0.0038. And that will do it for Vital Statistics today. Okay, first up in the morning roundup is uh, from at whale underscore alert. 500 million tether burned from a, a node wallet. Uh, and there's a link if you want to read the article. <coughs> uh, but wow, 500 million tether just just got sent to be burned. That is, uh, that's quite astounding. So it, what what's that mean? I don't know. I don't know what that means. I I, I am hard pressed to actually find find anybody who 
who really does know exactly what Tether's doing, how it affects the market. I mean, you got you got two sides of the story. You got the Bitfinex side of the story that Tether's completely evil, and then you've got the other side of the story, which seems to be eh, eh, it's not killing anything, and maybe it's good. I don't know. I mean, I I I I don't really notice it either uh, either way. But when somebody burns down 500 million tether uh, that I don't know I kind of stand up and look so we'll have to see what what kind of action but the, I mean the price action on Bitcoin is I mean it's just stable it's just it's like Bitcoin's the new stable coin which is what people are saying so moving on uh, there is a really really good tweet by Eric Wall at ERCWL and what he's doing is he's getting into a David Chaub's Elixir technical brief and I, I'm not going to read it it is long and uh, my voice is just is just going to peter out but this is a good read it will be in my Twitter or my curated Twitter feed which you can get to from the link in the, in the show notes uh, do go read it uh, Eric Wall kind of you know and he's and, and Eric is kind of at this point is being a little brave because he's kind of picking apart uh, David Chubb's elixir. And I, from what I've read, I think, I mean, you're talking about David Chubb, right? You're talking about one of the pioneers, the cypherpunk movement, and all, you know, and everybody respects him, and he's been around for years, and he's done so much for so many, over so many years, uh, that, you know, it's, it's hard to go up against some, you know, somebody like that, not just because, you know, David Chom probably won't even notice this, but anybody who's, but all the fans of David Chom, you never know, may just lose their ever-loving mind. My personal opinion about Elixir is that it's another shit coin and that David Chom just unzipped his fly and showed his ass like most humans are capable of doing. Why? Because we're human. I mean, yes, he did. He's done great things, and he's going to continue to probably do great things for the internet and for digital freedom and, and obfuscation of of, uh, of who we are, and giving us privacy and and all these things. But he's a human, and I think I think he's right now. I think Elixir is a greed play. I think he might be fooling himself into you know into believing it's not, but this is another shit coin. And it's if you start pulling apart the details like Eric Wall does, and you, if you read that, if you read Eric Wall's tweet storm about this, and, and look at the evidence of what he's looking at and why he's saying the things he's saying, um, I don't know how you could come away with this being anything other than just yet one more guy with another shit coin in his back pocket trying to peddle this crap on you, on me, on the space, trying to grab our our money. Uh, I mean, um, apologies to, to all those guys that are going to be fans of this, but I'm sorry. It's just another it's just another piece of shit. So moving on to uh, last one up for the day is a tweet from Pierre Rashad. The LND node software now runs from within the Excel plugin with Neutrino. That means that a Windows plus Excel user 
can be making and receiving lightning payments with a few clicks. And he's uh, he's retweeted himself. And the thing that he's retweeted is reality. 99.99% of finance and accounting has Excel on their desktop. They send the most payments. The user interface of Open Decentralized Finance is at MSXL. A plugin is table stakes for any crypto project. Integrating with at Lightning's GRPC API using C Sharp is a joy. So it appears that Pierre Richard has built and will demo in a few days, according to the rest of uh, the replies and, and his replies to uh, the replies to his tweet and his replies to those replies that he is going to be demoing this. But it appears that Pierre has successfully implemented a Lightning plugin for Microsoft Excel spreadsheet. And say what you will. I know like, you know, like the, the old school guys are going to go, God, Windows, why, why, God, why? I know, I get it, but it's just, no matter what you do, he's right. 99.99% of people that have anything to do with finance or payments or accounting or anything like that, they're, they're using Excel in some form, fashion, or another. So the fact that he's built a Lightning plugin that can plug right into Excel and process payments right from a spreadsheet is huge. So uh, that tweet is also in my curated timeline. I'd uh, invite you to go check it out and check out the replies. Uh, find, uh, I'm going to be listening for when he does the demonstration of this because if it works the way that I think he's saying it works, it's pretty big news. Pretty big news. Continuing on with the uh, Bitcoin 101 segment, I'm at the very last of Ultimate Bitcoin Guide. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, this section is the last section and it is named How is Bitcoin Sent and Received? Now that you know how Bitcoin and the blockchain works, let's look at transactions. Just like real money, Bitcoin is stored in wallets, but Bitcoin wallets are, surprise, surprise, digital. It seems weird, but your wallet doesn't actually hold your Bitcoins on your computer or phone. Instead, your wallet simply grants access to your Bitcoins, which are recorded on the blockchain itself. Your Bitcoin wallet is like a bank account. It's how you access your money. Each Bitcoin wallet has a unique address so you can send money to and from it. You can picture the Bitcoin wallet address like a bank account number. It's used for the same purpose to make sure Bitcoin is set to the, sent to the right wallet or account. A Bitcoin address is just a string of numbers and letters. It's the only piece of information required to send and receive Bitcoin so your name is not shared. To send Bitcoin from one wallet to another, you first need to authorize the transaction. Just like in real life, you authorize transactions through a signature. For Bitcoin, this signature is done with a password called your private key. Your Bitcoin private key works like a password, but it's really your digital signature. It proves that it was you who authorized the transfer. It's very important that you always keep your private key secret. It's called private for a reason. Bitcoin system actually uses two types of keys, public and private. 
The best part, you don't actually have to deal with any of the details. It's all done automatically by your wallet. All you use to receive money is your Bitcoin address. Let's use an example to put it all together. Say Bob wants to send Jane one Bitcoin. The Bitcoin will be sent from Bob's wallet to Jane's wallet. To do this, Bob enters Jane's Bitcoin address and then his wallet uses the digital signature, private key, to authorize the transaction. Boom, now the Bitcoin is on the way. Unlike depositing a check or cash, Jane doesn't have to do anything to receive the money. More importantly, no third party like a bank has to process the transaction or can stop it. Once Bob hits send, his Bitcoin transaction is added to the blockchain for processing. Bob's Bitcoin transaction isn't actually sent quite yet. Instead, Bob only announced that he wants to send his Bitcoin. Next, the community of users verifies that Bob actually has enough Bitcoin to send. Remember, this verification is done automatically by comparing blockchain copies. Once verified, Bob's Bitcoin is on the way. Here's how, here is how processing works. Transactions for the last 10 minutes are bundled together. Each of these bundles is called a block. Together, the blocks form the blockchain, hence the name. All Bitcoin transactions are bundled and added to the blocks in order. Each Bitcoin block is filled up with new transactions until it's full. Overflowing transactions are simply added to the next block. So who bundles and processes Bitcoin transactions? That's done by users called miners. Miners bundle transactions, verify them, and add them to the blockchain. Here is the interesting part. Miners do this work because they get paid in Bitcoin for every block they add and for every transaction they process. In fact, they get brand new Bitcoins, which were just created by the system. That's how Bitcoin are born. There are a lot of miners, and they, all, they are all competing to add the next block to the blockchain, to the Bitcoin blockchain, to get paid. There is a fixed total number of Bitcoin. Every 10 minutes, new Bitcoin are released, and miners compete to earn them. This process will continue until the year 2140 when all 21 million Bitcoins have been created. There can never be more. After that, miners will continue to get small transaction fees, but no new Bitcoin. You now know what makes Bitcoin so unique. It is a clever system that allows complete strangers to securely send money directly between each other. No trust required. Amazingly, no third party like a bank is required either. Bitcoin is revolutionary because it gives you full control over your money, from ownership all the way to transactions. It's this power that makes it so successful. Every day, a lot of new people are trying out Bitcoin. They have realized that a brand new type of money has arrived. Bitcoin's goal is to change the world and put you in the driver's seat. Bitcoin is fast, reliable, cheap, simple, and secure. And it's just getting started. Okay, so that's it. That ends the, the, this <clears throat> Bitcoin Explained from Upfolio.com. I, I really do wish the author would have <laughs> uh, put some personal, like some information as to who actually wrote it because it's, it's, it's useful. Um, 
So that'll do it for this one. The next time we uh, go to uh, Bitcoin 101, we will be looking at something at something else. So that does it for Bitcoin 101 for the day. And hot off the presses is Marty's Bent. So let's take a look at Marty's Bent for Thursday, October the 25th, 2018. This is issue number 347. Uh, History of Central Banks. And he starts up with a Twitter thread from uh, Yassine at Y-A-S-S-I-N-E-A-R-K. Uh, and it's a very it's a very long thread. It's there are 31 tweets in this thread, so I'm not going to even attempt <clears throat> to read that right now. But let's just give Marty's bid on it because what you see what you see is talking about is uh, how we got the Federal Reserve and the again history of the the this uh, uh, segment of Marty's bid is titled the history of central banks. So you see, it goes through all through this explanation and Marty's bent on this is another week another flaming hot thread from our boy Yassine it's as if he's unknowingly fighting for the throne of hot threads in the bit with Brendan Bur- Burstein this particular thread of Yassine's dives into the history of the formation of modern central banks and the Federal Reserve more specifically we say it around these parts every once in a while, but it's important to know your history, freaks, especially when it comes to the history of the institutions that unfairly control the world's money supply. The first time the Federal Reserve's inception was explained to me, I was flabbergasted by how overtly corrupt and slimy the whole process was. Man, no kidding. <clears throat> The secret meeting on Jekyll Island, the late night vote around Christmas, and the abrupt nature of it all make it hard to see how we are able to continue to imbue legitimacy on this institution. Yassine does a great job of putting the Fed's inception in the context of centuries of central banking evolution. The most poignant part of the thread is at the end when Yassine quotes Mircea Papescu claiming that any country subjected to private central banking is not really sovereign and that Bitcoin and Bitcoin alone is sovereign. Once you begin to get a firm grasp on the history of central banking and the fuckery that has ensued since its inception, it becomes abundantly clear that Bitcoin is a truly unique beast that is the complete opposite of this system and is undeniably fairer. Make sure you go peep Yassine's thread and click through the links if you're interested in diving into the subject. You freaks are only seeing the first quarter of the thread above. Second... Second topic is Venezuela update, and he's uh, he's got uh, at Carpe Noctum uh, has tweeted out a couple of graphs uh, that say Venezuelan local Bitcoin's volume was accounted for 12% of all local Bitcoin volume worldwide last week, more than the United States. All right, let that sink in. 12%. 12% of all local Bitcoins was done in Venezuela last week. Okay, so Marty's bit. This is the most interesting developing story in Bitcoin, in my opinion. 
For a while now, I've been saying that Bitcoin's path to mass adoption may be led by countries with extremely poor currencies and economies. It looks as if Bitcoin is definitely catching on in Venezuela. As always, we here at the Bit will keep posted as things continue to develop. Final thought, is Fila still a brand? Yes, Marty, it is still a brand. And I am like, now I, I, I hate you forever and a day for making me go look that up because when I went to Fila's website to make sure that they were still alive, all I saw was a bunch of very young teenage models all over. I mean, like junior high. And that's what it looked like to me. It was kind of creepy and weird and gross. So, uh, but... They are apparently are still alive and kicking. So there's your answer. Fila is indeed still a brand, even if they're a little creepy. So it's time for Terrible Joke Corner. You hear about the guy who went fishing on his wife's birthday? I'd say he's angling for a divorce. Okay, that one was uh, brought, by, brought to us by uh, Gabriel Thane at Gabe with a Fender on Twitter. Thank you, Gabe. I appreciate that terrible, terrible, terrible joke. Today's Daily Train Wrecked, we have Crypto Charlie Zelenoff at Crypto Zelenoff with two Fs. Um, congratulations. Congratulations, Charlie. You made it to Daily Train Wrecked. Why? Because he tweeted a picture of himself with a tattooed fit set of fingers of cash tag XRP. Uh. Yeah, uh, don't don't tattoo. Don't even tattoo Bitcoin on yourself, guys. Much less shit coinery symbols like freaking Ripple. I mean, come on, guys, just don't. It's like you're just I don't know. If you tattoo Bitcoin on yourself, you kind of advertise. You're, you're kind of you're displaying bad opsec. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's safer. Maybe it's safer to to tattoo XRP on your ass because then somebody would go. I don't want any of it, and, and maybe you'd be safe. But again, we uh, we want to thank uh, Crypto Charlie Zelenoff for being today's uh, daily trade wreck. Okay, boys and girls, that's it for me. I'm out. I'm going to head to the couch and, I don't know, play some Xbox or something. This, I hate colds. I really hate colds. Uh, speaking of, take plenty of vitamin C, take your vitamin D, drink plenty of water, and avoid hot and cold temperature swings, like, uh, if you can. You know, like, stay inside the house. If it's going to, like, start out at, like, 40 degrees and then end up being 80 degrees later in the day, Man, that is prime cold and flu activation shit right there. So uh, if you can't stay, if it's going to be that way, stay inside, wash your hands, and try not to cough on anybody, except maybe the great Rubini. Why not? 
You guys have a, y'all have a great day. This has been Bitcoin and, and I'm your host, David Bennett. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and hope to see you again real soon. Have a great day.